message from this past weekend, and we kicked off a series called My Story, and Tommy, you got it all going. If you don't know Tommy, Pastor Tommy Peters, he oversees our student ministry um, here at The Journey, and gosh, you guys have summer camp right around the corner. We do, really close. It's like two weeks away. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm optimistic, but also a little scared because we're taking like 40 teenagers away. <laughs> it's different uh, this year. It is different. We normally we host, you're right, normally we host uh, a camp here, and but we ch- decided to take our students away this year to a summer camp, a Christian camp, and so we're really excited, but we're taking 40 of them, so your prayers are necessary. So this past weekend, you shared your story, and a lot of it, you grew up in Africa for the first 17 years of your life. And so the one question we all have to know, want to know, is when we travel, food is such a big part of traveling. I know anytime I'm about to travel, I'm trying to look up where's the best place to, to eat. I'm going on Yelp, the highest rated place. So when you traveled, was there like something like, this is the best meal, my favorite meal, or a place that you were like, you know, this is the one? That's a really good question. I get that asked a lot. A lot. Like, what did you eat in Africa? Well, there's not a lot of Uber Eats options. There's not a lot of Yelp. You know, it's kind of like word of mouth. And so growing up, though, a lot of times the best place to eat was your home. And so growing up, I was like, man, what's the favorite thing I like to eat? Well, the favorite thing I love to eat was uh, something that we ate from a European, it's a European delicacy. Uh, it's crepes. It's one of my favorite things. And so we didn't eat out a lot, but every once in a while we'd spring for that. And so it's kind of like a thinner pancake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was delicious. You could put just sugar on it, syrup, chocolate is my favorite. So, you, so chocolate's your favorite filling? Chocolate's okay. the favorite filling. Also uh, croissants, which you know are those French things. I know I said it very Frenchy. Uh, and so we could put ham and cheese or chocolate in the middle of those. So yeah, those were our thing. If we were to go out and splurge, it was the croissants. If we were at home, we would have the crepes, and they were delicious. I learned how to make them. They were fun. So if you're wanting to get Tommy something, crepes and croissants. Crepes. Croissants. Yeah, croissants. Very good. Great very good. To go with. I, I'm a quick very. study sometimes. You did a great job there. So as job. we continue, I want to take a look at one of the passages you shared this mm-hmm. past weekend. And it's Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And a quote that you followed up behind this that I thought was so good was, the devil can't mess with your eternity, but he can mess with your Monday. And that is so real for us all. I know we can all relate to that. So how can we prepare for this fight? Because it's real. It's going to happen. Um, it probably happened to people yesterday, happened to people today. They're fighting through it. Um, how do we fight in this? What does this look like? It's a great question, and I, I think for that question, I want, to, I want to read a scripture, and it's Psalms 119, verse 105. And it simply says this, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so uh, that scripture, I, had, I heard it taught one time, is very symbolic. In the Old Testament, the church was not in the building like this. Not, you know, today we are the church, but back in the day, it was a tabernacle. It was a holy place. And so that's where the priests would go. And that's how they would minister. And so they would have lamps inside of the temple to light the path because it was dark on the inside. And so that light is symbolic of when it's dark around, it's the one thing that's guiding your path. It would guide the priest inside the tabernacle to be able to offer the sacrifices. And sometimes the darkness of this world surrounds us and we don't even know which way to go. But when we are reading God's word, it lights up the darkness around us. And maybe we don't even see anything, but we can at least see the next step because a candle doesn't often light up much, but it lights up just enough to see what the next step would be, even though the darkness seems so heavy. And like you said, can mess with your Monday. Maybe I can't see into my Wednesday, but God's word is just enough 
for my Monday and the, and the season that I am in. And so that's kind of the thought. Be in the word, be in community, and be in prayer. I know that sounds super elementary, and you hear pastors say it all the time, but when you kind of add that context to it, that it can light up the darkness around, I think that gives you the idea and the help that you might need as you're struggling and walking through whatever Monday looks like. Well, that's all. it's also just a great way, knowing that scripture, you, you, in those moments you're preaching to yourself. It's like, I know this lie I'm being told or whatever battle I'm going through, but I'm going to remind myself, whether it's 119.105, like your word is that, that lamp into my feet, the light into my path, and just preaching to ourselves, reminding ourselves of his goodness. In 2 Corinthians uh, 12.9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And one of the things you talked about this weekend was that whenever uh, people ask where you're from, uh, you have the opportunity to, you get to say Africa, which that's different for a lot of people. Um, but then it also, it gets you, it gives you a chance to share Jesus and tell people about Jesus. So can you expound on that? Because it's one simple sentence. Right. But uh, I'm sure you're very tactful with that. So uh, what does that look like? So uh, a great way to illustrate that answer, I think yesterday, I, or I'm sorry, Sunday, I'm throwing off today's Tuesday. But on Sunday after our experience, we had a lady, she'll remain nameless, and her situation will remain nameless. But she has a situation going on in her home, and she came up to me at the end, and she's like, listen, I have this simple thing going on in my home, and it, it's just every day has been a challenge. And she realized that that challenge can turn around and be a testimony. And so whether it's five days, five weeks, five years, whatever the struggle, whatever the weakness we're experiencing, sometimes we, if we flip it on its head and realize, man, God could use this in a conversation at work, in a conversation with our families, uh, maybe it won't be right away because you're kind of in the middle of the, the difficulty, but as you persevere through, as you're in God's word and he's lighting up the path, that can end up being a testimony when someone asks me about Africa, I get to, it opens the conversation of what that struggle and what that weakness was like and how I can give God glory. The same thing with this lady. She's like, I can't, I don't know what this is, but now I understand this can be a testimony so that when someone asks me, how's it going? I can say, well, this is what God has done. And it sounds super religious, doesn't it? Like this is what God did. But that's the whole point is that when we're weak, we can't do it ourselves. And so the answer on that lies, I don't know what your situation is. Maybe it's with a job. Uh, maybe you got a bad diagnosis at, uh, for your health or maybe something going on simply at work or, like I said, home, that situation can be turned around. And one day when someone asks you, how's it going, it's not just a, ugh, it's this. And even though we're all there, we all are flesh, right? We have those moments where, like, man, it's so tough to go through this. But once you make it on the other side, man, what a blessing that will be to tell someone, look what God did. So that is kind of the way I look at it. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. Absolutely, and we have a few more minutes left. And in being the student pastor, I, I think one question uh, I would like to just toss out to you is, so talking to the parents out there as their kids are going through battles, their kids are going through struggles. Maybe as a parent, what is a? It's easy when you're you have years and wisdom. Whenever you walk through, like when you break up for the first time, and the world literally. Right ends like the things that feel chaotic and feel bad but as as a parent guiding kids who are going through maybe they're going through challenges and struggles um what are some ways that you can really like be that voice or just really guide their path and help lead them in that way so yeah just helping some parents out there if you got some teenagers hey it's 
It's just a season, and it can be a testimony, right? If you're a grandparent or your aunt and uncle or you're helping, I don't know, maybe you're helping foster. I don't know what that situation would be, but if you got some teenagers between the grades of 6th and 12th grade, that is that can be a challenge. And so, you know, I always talk to parents like, hey, listen, consistency matters. Consistency matters. That's what's so beautiful about Jesus, right, is he's consistent. His word is consistent. And as exhausting as that Monday through Friday, running them to school, running errands, and dealing with the same behavior stuff can be, your consistency and that faithfulness is love. And so whether it's holding firm to the standards in your home and your kid can't stand it that they have to wait to have a phone until they're 16, or you take away things and they don't like it, or they say they, they, those words that cut to your heart, remembering that you are providing a source of light and truth into your kids lives and community for you as a parent is also something I tell parents like don't get lost in the shuffle of parenting your teenager and forget that you also need Christian community yes send them to youth group amen I'm all for that bring them on Wednesday night or whatever church you're near send them to a youth group but that's just one hour of the week it's, that's just one hour of the is. week there it is you have the everyday with them but for parents, you know, it's great to go on a date when you drop them off or run your errands, but how powerful would it be to spend some time for your spiritual development and recharging your batteries and how important it is for parents. So consistency, parents get your own community, and going back to the consistency with your students, hey, remember, those students need the spiritual consistency. We are living in a world that's questioning everything about our faith and challenging us. And so they need to see your love. They need to see your commitment. And trust me, when they'll get old, they won't depart from it, the Bible says. I, I hope that answers the question. Those are a couple of things that I talk to parents about. Maybe maybe as a parent, maybe for the first time, you share your story with your kids yeah. and share just what God's, God's doing. Because it. I don't know how, it could be really easy to go to church, go through the motions, but sharing sharing that, you know, hey, maybe that's a step someone can take as well. Oh, 100%. I think, you know, as, I know as teenagers, I'm sorry, as parents, we think our kids aren't listening to us. But believe me, your teenagers li are listening. They might tune you out, get on their YouTube and say they don't care. Uh, but man, I remember as a teenager, my parents' words had a lot of impact and you have that impact on your kid's life. And if you tell them your story, right, if you tell them what God did in your life, it's something they will carry. Now they have to develop their own faith but your story can at least be that guiding light into their life. And you have the biggest voice. I'll say it again for parents listening. There's a lot of voices out there with YouTube, TikTok, everything else. But you are the sole voice. You, you are the best voice other than the word of God. God's word is number one, but you are number two. And you have huge impact whether you believe it or not. Absolutely. So as we wrap up today, no doubt um, those joining us, maybe we're walking through challenges. We are in the middle of those battles. Uh, or if, if you just need prayer, like, hey, just hit us up in the chat. If you have a specific prayer request, we can put it down there. Or just say, hey, I just need prayer. I'll be praying for you. But as we wrap up, I'm going to ask Tommy just to pray for us all um, as we step into uh, Tuesday. I wanted to say Monday, but as we step into Tuesday and the rest of the week, um, that, gosh, maybe we get some chances to share our story with people. Um, but also maybe we will have that comfort. Uh, God's Word will help us walk through those battles we face. Amen. That's good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, I love how Brandon put it. Like maybe our story is being written and we need the encouragement right now. I'm sure there are those watching now or later that says, Man, this Tuesday is rough. Man, this season is rough. My job, my career is in jeopardy. My health is in jeopardy. My kid's future is in jeopardy. And I just don't understand. But God, Paul says it often as he's closing his letters. May God's grace 
be with you. And God, I pray that your grace would be with your people today. God, I pray that your grace would lift those that are in need. And God, it is your grace that's all we need, all we need for our soul. And so God, I pray that you're supplying what we need for our soul. And God, I pray that you'd supply bread for the eater, those that are struggling financially or whatever, God. God, meet them where they are at. And God, those that are coming on the other end of a story, a testimony, God, I pray that you would bring people along the paths of our lives to share our testimony with God. May we not get lazy in our faith, but remember that we are carriers of the gospel. Bring people along our path today, tomorrow, next week, that we can say, this is my story. This is what God did, and he can do it for you too. God, we praise you and we thank you for it. Be with your people today and throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen.